There we go. Sweet. I'll find all right, guys, welcome to another episode of Texas Man Cave here with my buddy Jeremy. And uh, we've got a good special guest today. This is one of my friends and uh, kind of business partners. We work together in a sense, and uh, Jason Arnold. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, I am a man. Uh, Self identify <laughs> as a man. Um, <laughs> it should be clear to most people, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm a real estate agent here in Lubbock, Texas. I've um, been selling real estate for the last seven years full time. I got I'm married, 15 years, four kids, and I like to chop it up with my boys and uh, talk about cool stuff or whatever yeah. um, that just runs through my brain at that particular moment. And that's a uh, very active brain, just from the conversations we've had. Yeah, it's unfortunate for some people. You know, <laughs> some people are like they they jam out really well and they laugh, and then other people are just like. I ain't got time for that. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. So where are you from? Man, I grew up in San Angelo, Texas. Um, went to Angelo State University. Go Rams. Um, and uh, yeah, we grew up there. Uh, lived a lot of different places. Um, never thought I would be in real estate selling. I thought I was going to be a pastor, freaking church planting like a, you know, like a boss for the rest of my life. But that <laughs> clearly has not happened. Um, it did for a little while, but then no more. You know, yeah. so here I am. In Lubbock, Texas. Um, we never thought we'd be back in Lubbock, uh, but here we are, and we're building a life around the city, and it's been awesome. It's been really awesome. It's so, okay, man. Yeah. Right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, four kids. What are their ages? Man, oh, dude. Um, thir- nope. 12. <laughs> dude, like every year they go either all our odds or all our evens. Okay. And they, we're like in a staggered point. Okay. Here, right? Yeah. Um, so Kai is 12, Zoe's 11, Abby is 9, and Jax is 6. Wow. So the boys are in March will be going hard, and okay. all will be well in the world <laughs> for Jason Arnold. Thank yeah. you. So, yeah, that's their ages, man. Um, Keep you pretty busy. They do, man. Um, you know, Kai, he's all about theater. He's, he crushes it. You know, I like to call him a thespian. It just sounds good when it rolls off your tongue. Um, and then um, at Zoe, yeah, they're just fun, man. Yeah. Lately, Jax is keeping us real busy because he thought it would be a cool idea to climb on his classmates' shoulders and have his classmates stand up like a piggyback, which is not really a technical yeah. piggy, piggyback. That's we like could try it. We could, yeah. you know. Um, I'll, I will hold you because I don't, you know, if I, I'll fall over. Anyways, Jax fell off, <laughs> broke his arm at the playground right at school. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, this happened at school. Um, they, I mean, this is not an easy process. Yeah, it's not an easy process. It doesn't happen in a split second, right? Like, like, oh wait, like, you know. And it took some time. I'm like, where are your teachers? Like, what happened? But hey, you know what? There's cast. a lot of kids out there. Got a good cast. Got a cast today. Right on, um, dude. I, I tell you what, it's it's rough, dude. Like they like you know the the doctor was like holding his arm and kind of molding the cast with his hands, and dude, seeing Jackson almost jump out the table. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, hold my hand, you know, for me, because I'm about to start crying. And uh, but yeah, you got a cool cast. I I tried to take him. I tried to talk him into getting hot pink. Yeah, kind of like your shirt. Yeah. Um, but he's like light blue dad. Light blue. I was like, okay. My eleven year old light blue cast right now. Dude, hey, yeah. what a good peeps. Yeah. What a good company here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a TikTok the other day where a dad was a uh, paint body guy, <laughs> and he he basically painted it gold. And then had like the emeralds or whatever from head to Thanos. Oh, I nice. Like, so sick. <laughs> I would totally. That would be That's so cool. sick, dude. 
I might just go home while Jackson's asleep. Start drawing. Like a ghetto, like it's like all jacked up. I'm like, I tried my best, son. Your daddy gave it his all. Okay, you should be thankful. Should be thankful. <laughs> Let me see a sharpie. I'll sign it. <laughs> Daddy's work. Awesome. Yeah. Well, last episode we talked about the playoffs and uh, gave our Super Bowl predictions. And uh, I mean, I think we all picked the Chiefs, right? I think so. No, you didn't. Oh, no. Man. Oh man. We should, why didn't we make a penalty for this? <laughs> yeah. That's what we should have done. It's a sound guy. It's always a sound guy. Hey, I had Super family Bowl. play for the 49ers. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You had family play for the 49ers? Yeah. Like who in your family? A long time ago, Y.A. Tittle. Dude, chill out. <laughs> I got a cousin, uh, Ryan Tucker. He was a right tackle for the uh, St. Louis Rams when they won the Super Bowl. Even caught a caught a touchdown. He like checked in the eligible, you know, and rolled out. So, nice. crazy. He went to uh, what's the school down in Midland? Was it Permian or something? A Midland League? Yeah. No, so, yeah. And his brother Rex played for the uh, Chicago Bears. So, pretty crazy. Man. So yeah. Okay. Did you play football? Are you a footballer? No, I play tennis. Is it pickleball? In case y'all don't know, the sound guy has, is a very big person. <laughs> I'm like 5'9", like and when I met the sound guy, he was like, you're very large. I'm not insecure. <laughs> Man, so uh, Jeremy here is from Detroit, so he ended up here in Logan. But, uh, yeah, big Lions fan, so he was hard yeah, I was, I was really heartbroken. Dude, I don't know how you can't freaking the the head coach for the for the Lions. I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yeah, bro. If he doesn't light your fire, you're yeah. worth it. You know? What I'm oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a wall with that guy. Yeah. You know? And love it. <laughs> yeah. But this is awesome. Yeah. I think that that's they're gonna have some success coming up. That's for sure. So, but just not this year. Not this year. <laughs> I would say they had a very successful but, season. They had a ton of rookies this year. True. So going into next year, I think they're looking good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They got the right people in the they got the right people in leadership. Yeah. Um, like, you know, at the helm of the of the ship. And yeah. Dude, you just uh, I think it's they're gonna be they're gonna be back where they were this year, you know. Yeah. At least having a chance. Yeah. You know? I think the drought for the Detroit Lions is gonna be, you know, short lived now. It won't be 0 and 16. No, no. <laughs> for a it's while. Yeah. Hey, Post Malone was there rocking the Cowboys jersey, so at least they got some Cowboys got some airtime. Yeah. They made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't understand a word Post Malone was saying. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I don't know if it's like the teeth or whatnot, but like, yeah. I, you know, I, but like, I was like, I know he's singing like a, a song that's. Did he sing the national anthem? Not no, the national anthem like uh, oh, Glo- oh, glory, uh, yeah, was that? beautiful with their spacious flowers. Yeah, yeah that song. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mi- I missed that part of the Super Bowl. <clears throat> yeah, it was before all the teams came out and the flyover and all that stuff. But you going for you going for the Chiefs? Or you did? Heck yeah, bro. Okay, so I don't know if you know this. What the, I don't know if you know this. I know you don't know this. I know you don't. Know I this. definitely um, don't. So know I lived in Kansas City for about four years, man, four or five years. That's why I started real estate. Yeah. And uh, it's very difficult not to adopt the Chiefs as your team. I mean, the whole freaking city, dude. Well, in the states around it too. I mean, yeah. like I lived in Southern Iowa, and that's all. They're Kansas City fans. Oh yeah. They're, I mean, baseball, football, everything. <laughs> you grew up 
you live in southern Iowa? Yep, I live in southern Iowa for uh, a while. Yeah, I heard that the winters are, are beating, aren't they? They are. They oh. are. I was a deer hunting guy there. It was great. It was awesome. I'm yeah. like, I'll be layering up like a boss, man. <laughs> the biggest deer in the freaking universe. It was insane. So my brother-in-law, he's like a big deer hunter guy. Like my brother-in-law is funny because like he's like the manliest man I've ever been around. But he has like five girls, okay? All of them they'll have like the skin of deer and you know dr- field dress and all that stuff. And he was living in Kentucky. And he said like a deer out there is like three times the size of whitetail deer, like just two hundred pounds, like massive. And they are they're big body deer. They're small antlers. Well, not small antlers, not small by any means, but they're they're not that world class antler size. But they get they get decent, and they're there's. There are tons of them. There are tons of them there. It's just like Michigan. Like you can't you can't go down the road for five miles without either seeing a deer, trying to dodge one, or hit one. There you go. It's yeah, it's bad. Stan, do you deer hunt? I've not. <clears throat> well, I've been one it. time. Yeah. And it was not a very favorable experience. But <laughs> no, I'm willing to try it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe it's the people I was with. You know? Yeah. I don't know. We didn't have a guy. I mean, clearly, I'm like, just tell me where to point and shoot. I like to shoot guns a lot. Yeah. Right. My 11 year old thinks it's thinks it's the easiest thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> he hunted one day, two deer, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. He was done, tagged out for the for the year. He's like, yes. I don't know what everybody's talking about. This this stuff's easy. And <laughs> I'm a pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I can it was... this. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm great at hunting. I don't know. I don't know why you had such a problem getting your first deer. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So you were pretty excited with the outcome. Were you on pins and needles throughout most of it? Man, I tell you what. Um, so we hosted a Super Bowl party at my house. So the thing was like, I was, you know, ping ponging between like, you know, pummeling kids with snowballs yeah. to post. <laughs> Because, dude, the snow was just amazing this weekend, right? Yeah. I don't know, yes. You just do this with your hands, and then you got instantaneous. And yeah. my goal every time I smoked a kid was, like, if I can get them to say, ouch, you know, because they have jackets on, right? <laughs> then I'm like, I still got it. I still got the heat, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, like, just trying to, like, oh, even my own kids, you know, they're running around, like, just trying to kill somebody, you know? Um, anyways, it was a, I accomplished it. I made a couple of kids like, oh, and I'm like, toughen up, dude. It's all good. Uh, yeah, man. So, um, when I was watching the game, I was like, dude, this is like the slowest. Yeah. Like, Chiefs are playing like crap. I was like, this is good. Yeah, dude. I was like, this is really boring. You know, I'm not used to this, you know. Um, but then I got to the end. I was like, yeah, that got good. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense because like Chiefs have have done that so many times this year where they like look like crap yeah. like for three quarters and then all of a sudden when the game's on the line Turn they it pull on. it out. Yeah. What do you think about screen. what do you think about Patrick Mahomes getting MVP though? What, what were the other options? Who was your other one? Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. I mean. I mean, everyone was saying he that got Mahomes one yard. Getting, <laughs> everyone was saying that Mahomes is performance or whatnot. But same, it's hard, man. It's it's like, that was the worst I've seen him play in a long time. Exactly, but it's really hard to overcome the fact that he led them, like in the, yeah. that fourth, right. you know, in the OT, and right. he went down the field and they scored a touch. Like, I was like, what couldn't you do this, like, you know, right. before right. Old Testament? You know, old, yeah. I was gonna say Old Testament. 
<laughs> before before Old Testament, like bro, it's old. I mean, Oka time, you know. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't playing that good. But I mean, Kelsey was Kelsey was catching it, mm-hmm. all all of them. I mean, he was making he wasn't making great yardage. He he didn't have any breakaway like amazing plays. But they throw. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, right. But hey, when he when he connected, it was like. He was throwing them behind him, in front of him, yeah. you know, all around. It was nothing was. It wasn't the same Patrick Mahomes. I don't. I don't think we normally see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't doing like what he's. We're accustomed to seeing him doing, like pulling freaking like the rabbit out of the hat, you know, slinging multiple. Right. Like but he did what he needed yeah, to do out of his revenge. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you didn't see any of that like underarm crazy stuff, or you know, it was just. Nothing, nothing out of the, nothing crazy. What did you think about, was it Mirko Hartman? He, he, he wins, he scores a winning touchdown. And he doesn't even, like, he doesn't even register in his head that, like, hey, you, you won this game. Like, this is it. This, this is, is like, you just got to, like, he's like, I'm sorry, he gets And they kind of roll on by the bike, you know, I'm like. Okay. That's good. I like that. You See? I'm a Barry Sanders fan. You got to, you got to figure, <clears throat> Barry, Barry never. Never showboated anything ever, ever. His his showboating, he walked over, handed the ref the ball. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Handed him the ball, didn't throw it at him, didn't toss it to him, no nothing, handed him the ball. Barry Sanders was legit. No, dude, that got retired too early. I mean, imagine what Barry Sanders could have done if he had like Emma Smith's O line. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. I mean, people think Emma Smith is like amazing, but I'm like, hey dude, it's kinda hard not to rush for like hundred plus yards when you have like you know, Mac truck size holes. Right. But that's that's what's cool about Barry. He was never he was never gonna leave Detroit. He was never gonna abandon it. He finally had enough and it was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to another team. I'm just gonna play. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the mentality back then too. Like nowadays it's like I'll just go play somewhere else. Yeah. All the contract negotiations, salary caps and all that crap. Like it's just and of course now it's not as much of a running back league either. Yeah. Yeah quarterbacks and that's like you gotta have a solid quarterback and you can have a decent running back and be successful yeah does kansas city have a different anybody that runs the ball besides that pacheco dude i think pacheco's gonna have a short life (laughs) (laughs) when you only have one guy that ever runs the ball the entire freaking game i know man and like he runs so angry dude you know like he's like beast mode but like but 0.25, you know, because like Marshawn yeah. Lynch was like a back truck, dude, you know what I mean? And, you know, he hits the hole, where like, people are like about to die and cry. But Pacheco, I'm like, bro, you only got a little bit, it's only so long that that train's gonna run like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think Chiefs kind of going forward, they, they, they'll be foolish not to, you know, they'll have to get someone in the backfield to kind of take that because, I mean, Pacheco's so small, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I love like dude, I, I love the way he runs, man. It fires me up. That's like the grit, the nastiness, man. But like, when you're like a two, two fifteen, two twenty, and you're doing that, you're not gonna last very long. Yeah. yeah. Especially taking some of his ass on him taking. I was like, well, my God, bro. Yeah. But you know, she try to do some more Barry Sanders esque kind of like fall. <laughs> you know, she try to, yeah. you know, try to minimize that. Yeah, for sure. Avoid it just a little bit. Yeah. So I saw this little stat here um, comparing Patrick to what a lot of people compare the GOAT, Tom Brady. So playoff stats before turning 30. 
Patrick in 18 games, Tom Brady's in, uh, in 14 games. So Patrick has 5,100 yards, Tom Brady's 3,200, 41 passing TDs in versus 20, eight interceptions versus nine interceptions. They both have three Super Bowls in that time frame before training Brady. Patrick's been MVP three times. Brady was only MVP two times. Oh, only. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I mean, uh, what do you think? Can, can Mahomes sustain this? You know, like, I feel like this year was probably the most challenging year they've had. And, but they still came through and got it done. You know, yeah. like a lot of people wrote them off early in the season when they were struggling. You know, nobody, eventually nobody counted them out and they took care of business. I don't think Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I don't think he has any problems sustaining it. Yeah. I mean, how hard, I shouldn't say. How hard is being a quarterback in the NFL on you on your body? But you know, yeah, it's so easy. But I mean, it, it's it's not like he's a lineman. It's not like I mean, suit quarterbacks tend to have longer lives. Well, yeah, know? they take care of themselves, and I yeah. feel like Tom Brady definitely set the stage for that. You've had to maintain and yeah, yeah. taking care of your body. And I, Patrick, what show was that? Quarterbacks do. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like you saw him, you know, really rocking working out, taking care of stuff. So I think he's going to sustain for a long time. Dude, that 41 passing TDs versus 20 passing TDs? That's huge. That's crazy. I think, I think, I mean, I think Patrick will probably do what Jordan did. You know what I mean? Like Jordan, you know, when he first started in the league, he was attacking the hole and he was getting the hoop and just doing all kinds of crazy jumps and whatnot, but like towards the end of his career, he had this nasty fadeaway that like literally nobody can sustain, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think Mahomes' game is going to evolve over time, right? And I mean, the Chiefs have invested a lot of money into him, so I think they're probably going to be bringing, I mean, the offensive line has turned a corner. I mean, those guys are pretty legit. Um, they're just going to find out some more weapons to kind of offload his, what he has to do and shoulder. So, yeah, I think, I mean, he's already surpassed. He already has surpassed Tom Brady on stats, right? Yeah. Um, but the hard part is, like, comparing, like, is it really apples to apples? Because, yeah, like, right. when Tom Brady took over, what, when Drew Bledsoe was yeah. the starting quarterback for New England. Yeah, that hurt. And, man, I don't think Patriots hit their stride until, like, maybe a year or two after Tom Brady was a starter and they started winning. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so that's what I think is, I think his game's going to evolve. Over time, what you think? Sick. Um, you already pull it up. No way. But yeah, um, we can keep going. We'll just crop the video. Oh, no break. Okay, my drink's empty. Okay, there you go. I'll take a quick Stay tuned for this message from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for real estate in Lubbock, Texas? Let me use my friend Jason Arnold. Let's get back to real people. Quick. Hey, how are you? Are we recording here? Well. All right. So, uh, Chiefs took the win uh, after a great overtime little battle. I'm, I'm glad they kind of changed the rules in overtime. You can't push by a job. Like, how do you not know Old Testament? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're like, 
I didn't know the Old Testament. Because <laughs> it's big. It's very big. There's a lot of pages in there. Over time. Yeah. So, oh, gosh. This was full when we got here. So, like, yeah, was, yeah um, I have no idea what happened to that. But it's, um, yeah, how do you not know over time rules? Right. Like, that just shocked me. I, I was just blown. I, my mind was blown. Yeah, you would think that's what you do for a living. You would know for sure that. It's not first person to score, you know, in a sense, and uh, overtime. But but who didn't know? It, the 49ers. The 49ers. Yeah. None the 49ers thought they won. They thought they won the game. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. But college overtime is sudden death, right? No. So I think it's just um, playoff rules that changes in the NFL. Okay. So, I was going to say, because I, I thought season, that, was, that was different than what I've seen. Regular season, well, I think even regular season now, like, if you get a touchdown, because San Francisco just kicked a field goal, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So I think if you kick a field goal, the other team gets a chance. And if you get a touchdown, it's game over. And so, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know that. No, they okay. said this over time, both teams got a chance at the ball. Yeah, new, like no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no I did what. see that. They said that right at the at the, the coin toss. Yeah, uh, right. like each team will have possession of the ball and a chance to score. Oh, okay. You know what? I bet that's a recent rule change because it seems uh, like it. You know, I remember like last year or two years ago, um, just really wishing an NFL game or was it just like college? Because I think college is not sudden death. It's like, hey, you score, then you then the other team right, gets and they start on like the twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I think it's after two or three overtimes, they have to go for two. Yeah. Like if they each keep getting a, there's a little bit more compassion now. Like, yeah. Like NFL, like Old it. Testament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Hashtag Old Testament. So what do you think about the Old Testament? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going on in there. Yeah. If the team that got the ball first doesn't score a touchdown, or if the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. So if they both went down and got a field goal, and the 49ers came back and scored in any way, yep. game over. So they both get an opportunity to score. See, and that's hmm. that's what I would say. I put my vote in. College rules are better. Yeah. Oh, on that avenue? Yeah, 100%. I agree. Right. I like the one touch, like one foot down. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, not trying to drag two feet and all that crap. Like, just keep it simple. Yeah. So. Commercials. Okay. All right. Yeah. What was your favorite? Well, hold on. Before that, halftime show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Halftime Thoughts? show. I'm just going to put it out there, man. I think Usher looked fantastic for being almost 50 years old. Like, isn't he almost 50? Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, like, when he took his shirt off, I was like, hot dang, son. <laughs> like, I'm over here rocking a dad bod like a boss, dude. You know, I'm like, man, I got, you know, I got about 40 extra. <laughs> was you a know? couple years ago that 50 Cent came on, he was kind of oh, dude, oh, he goes yeah. upside down. Yeah. He was rocking the dad bod. Everybody's <laughs> like, that's a dollar. They thought I made a full dollar. What's happening here? <laughs> it's like, dude, that, that, when they started roasting 50 Cent, I was like, yeah. I just, I, was, I couldn't, I was like, I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, I thought it was I thought it was okay. Like I think there were some other aspects of it that could have made it better, but I thought know. it was good. It yeah. was. It was it was really good, especially for our age era. Yeah. 
um, Gage texted me. He's like, worst halftime show ever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you probably didn't know a single. No, right. I didn't know any of those stupid oh, songs. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. I get it. I wish Luda could have got involved a little more. Little John. Like that yeah. Will I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was Will. But Lil John was awesome though. Yes, I was just, really wishing like Lil John would play that song where he like you know you take your shirt off, wait around like a helicopter. Yes, but, you know that takes me back to like some right. old yeah. two. Yeah, you know, when, talking about looking like in good shape, dude. Lil John looked a little jacked. You know, know. Too. he's always he's, been. Yeah, well, he's I, always I remember been. being a little like he was just all the baggy clothes. But yeah, he always budget. he's always got those baggy clothes, but yeah. it takes off his shirt. Yeah. Little little See, I'll be like, little John looks like Big John. Big John can calm down. <laughs> you know, like, making us all look bad. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt the whole time. I was like, you know, it's like so funny, man. My daughter, she's like 11, right? She's like watching Usher do his thing. And she's like, it just got really awkward when he started like getting really close to Alicia Keys and doing his thing. And I was like, that's right, girl. Yeah, that is awkward for you right now. <laughs> just lock that in your brain, okay? Forever. No, well, not forever. Yeah. yeah. Is at a point 30, in time in the future. Right, 30. Yeah. Uh, she's not now. She's not now. And, uh, but yeah, I, um, the, my honest take of the, the whole, the half, you know, halftime show, um, man, it was just really hard, man, because like, la- I think last year, who, who was the performer last year? Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. It, was it Beyonce? Yeah, it was. No, it was Rihanna. 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 Yes, pregnant Rihanna. Because it's pregnant Rihanna, yeah. But then, okay, so I was, I was going to say it was, better than, it was not better than last year. I was like, I'll take that back. I did not like last year's. This year, I, I thought it was tasteful, man. Um, There's nothing shocking. And it wasn't overdone. Yeah. There wasn't a huge production. It wasn't like... The skates were cool. Yeah, the skates yeah, were cool. Who's that one guy that had that did the, the, the halftime performance and he had all the lights and he, he was a black dude? I forget what his name is. Um, the weekend, yeah, yeah, oh, no, that was, yeah, I yeah. thought that was insane. I thought it was fantastic, yeah, good production, yeah. That was the one with like Snoop Dogg and had all them in it. No, I feel no. like that was a year before that. Was that a year before that? Jeez. That year was that, that, that year was like fire. Yeah, like even yeah. with the even with, with the full dollar bill outfit, and, yeah, and with the full dollar outfit, it was, it was still pretty full cool. Full dollar, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying, like, hey. the Katy <laughs> extra. It's like the Katy Perry one. It's like a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, we get all plumpy. We get all yeah, big deal. We got nothing to prove. One of the people we were watching with, they're like. Did you not know he was going to be performing at the Super Bowl? I mean, he could have got some abs or something. Did <laughs> 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 they not give him a heads up? <laughs> right. Oh, dude. All right. It's obviously, uh, Super Bowl commercials are a big topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite that you can think of off the top of your head? Me, no. Man. I thought they weren't that great. I was hosting, man. So yeah, there were kids running around where we were at, and like I could hardly hear anything. So we've got, we've got a list of best Super the Bowl commercials. But you're shaking your head. Over yeah. There. Look. Did anyone else think that their internet went out? Was that not a no. thing? Was that like during a commercial? That was a commercial. Shut up. That was a Verizon commercial. What? Oh, <laughs> for, the, for the Beyonce thing? No, this no. year. Uh, they yeah, were, we were sitting there, and it just goes black screen. We're like, 
I'm looking like, who hit the remote? Kids are running everywhere. Oh, that was last year. No, no was this year, year, too. Yes. Last the year, they did that. Last year was the Tubi, uh, the streaming service. And then this year, they did Verizon, acted like your whole thing just is buffering. We're sitting there trying to, like, find the remote to see if it's going. And then... Then it's then like we heard a voice from the TV. It's like this is your internet without Verizon, and then oh, it cut wow. to the commercial. But it stayed there for I gotta say like 15, 20 yeah, seconds. It which was enough to notice that it was enough play. that we were all yeah. sitting there like we could be talking, and then we're like, hey, <laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's not on. <laughs> yeah. I noticed it last year. I think it was last yeah, year somebody did too. one. And I was like, oh man. What'd yeah. you do? You yeah. know, I was looking was, around and everything, but yeah, I didn't know. I didn't even see it, I guess, this year. That's Last cool. year's, they pretended that some, someone had the remote and changed it to a different <laughs> streaming service. Yes, that's right. Uh, it was Tubi, and then they, like, put on a TV show, but they had it set up perfectly because <laughs> yeah. they had the announcers start talking, and then something yeah. just oh, starts changing. That's awesome. Well, I've got a list here of uh, the best commercials. Uh, oh, the nerd one. That one was cool. <laughs> Missed it. I like the BMW one with Christopher Walken. Did you see that one? That one was pretty cool. Walking like yeah. walking. Yeah, that was that cool. was funny. Yeah, five series. Did he yeah. have googly eyes? And he told us you're aren't you supposed to be somewhere? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what he was <laughs> yeah. in the commercial. Uh, couch potato. Oh, the couch potato thing. Don't get me started on that. I hated that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that pissed me off bad. Dude, we got one. Okay, let's yeah, go. Let's, 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 let's Did watch. you see the couch potato commercial? No, we, I'll, 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 I like this one. Okay, okay we're going to watch them. Are we, uh, we going to watch every single one and comment here? They're growing couch potatoes. I don't know if we'll go through every one, but we can definitely catch some. Okay. I mean, we got time. They're only yeah. 30-ish seconds. What about what about the Kanye commercial? Did y'all see that? That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know about a song. Dude, it was it was hilarious. Nick's got his own here, right? What's up, guys? It's you. Ye- <laughs> oh, canceled, bro. Who knows? You guys are fine. Oh, is that it right there? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you'll know. I think. That's gonna just kept hard. Just literally in the back of the car. Recording a selfie. A vertical video. <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. Oh, it was hilarious. But yeah, any any commercial that's gonna promote um I don't know. I looked at that as it was like obesity and being a couch yeah, I, I we're growing couch potatoes and all happy about it and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. We've yeah. got enough of that pro- those problems in America. So maybe get started though by like uh, like raising up soft people. That might have been the best commercial of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I totally missed it. Hold on. Is that like 
you, you're not print like I'm not really even that, that stars in low cost even the Super Bowl commercials. Low that, cost is actually you know yeah. Yeah. It, cost, it costs less than a pair of the shoes. Well, yeah, <laughs> to, shoes to produce the whole thing. Are, the shoes are only twenty bucks that he's like putting out the pod. They're like socks basically with like uh, they're twenty. Oh, I thought they were like the Yeezy shoes no. that all the kids. Yeah, okay. That's what he was promoting uh, his Yeezy shoes, oh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he said I spent all the money on the commercial, but make the actual commercial. <laughs> so uh, go to my website. You know, That's pretty cool. I like that. Oh my <laughs> man, to do I, I just don't even know what to even say to that. It's like, <laughs> like all right, uh, like you really couldn't afford to make an actual commercial, but like you win with this, man. Right. That should be encouraging for everybody. Yeah, all Americans out there, please listen up to this. Like watch you watch uh, Kanye's video and be like, be inspired. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Vote for Kanye. Just get the content <laughs> and make it. President. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, 2024. Uh, okay. I do hate that they come out before the Super Bowl now. Like, you can they do? go and watch them. Yeah, I saw this one oh, before the Super Bowl, you know. Like, I saw the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Yeah. That was before, good. too. I yeah, thought this no. one was I'm the The stakes get higher. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't get that thing up there. If it were a football, I'd be able to reach the top. What about a football-shaped head? <laughs> we throw the trial. Gutsy calls for a slot to do. What, no, that's jumping. He's not throwing Arnold. Throw him. <laughs> you can't throw a child at a wall. Shut your face! I'm going to shoot him out of freeze to that. I love Jay Daniel in the background. So, not built for the moment, I see. But I'll throw that. <laughs> you got Creed yeah. <laughs> And Creed too. And Creed too. The seventh inning stretch. I don't think I saw all of this. Maybe I'll see the Kawasaki one. Oh, oh yeah, the mullet one. The, where they turned everything oh, they yes. drove by. Was that part of the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they yeah. they showed that on Supercross the night before, too. Oh, wow. oh, I thought it was a Super Bowl commercial. I thought it was a Supercross commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger was pretty good. And Danny DeVito pops up, you know, from the Rain movie Twins. So they yeah. back there, and that was good. Mm-hmm. Neighbor. Dude, I just think, like, if he, you know, the whole, like, did you see this? Mm-hmm. We should just operate with like a you didn't see assumption this. of men. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch it together <laughs> in the man cave. <laughs> <laughs>
keep it going. If you move one, you can hear a little better. Your damn near got the thing mic'd up. Yeah. Like a good neighbor. Stay far, Miss Thea. Neighbor. I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. Neighbor. Let's go again. Such a stupid commercial. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Like Matt Damon and Tom Brady. What? Yeah. It was Young young Gravy, wasn't it? Too. Yeah, you can't forget Joe. 
That was the, that was the <laughs> best part of the whole. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. <laughs> How many times do you feel like that guy with his yeah. crap? Yep. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. He's just like. <laughs> just don't don't include me in this, please. Yeah. 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 She said Tom Brady can stay. It's okay, everybody else out. Oh my god! I don't remember this one. Sketchers, no. Oh, no, that one was uh, Mr. T's always awesome, but did you know there's no T in Sketchers? Uh, Tea and these sketches slip ins. Tea and these sketches slip ins. I pity the fool having to touch his shoes to put a point. Tea and these sketches slip ins. I pity the fool face down the ground and shoes. Oh, how's Mr. T still alive? He doesn't look like he's aged a day in his life. He was off. He was off the air before I was probably born. Yeah, it's so true. Like, uh, yeah. The only reason I know about Mr. T was primarily from um, what um, Rocky Three was. It yeah, Rocky? yeah, he was in the A team. Oh, well, yeah. the A team was off probably oh, by yeah. the time we were. Yeah, like we saw reruns when we were a kid, but that was it. Like my dad, my dad was big on the reruns. Yeah, man, that and freaking Star so, Trek. The this is the best candy in the world, dude. Okay, nerd clusters. Yes, that would change your life, like, dude. I like I'm not like a big candy person, sweets person, you know. Um I freaking try those and like I smoked the whole bag like Yeah. You can't, <laughs> like, well you nerds in general. I just yeah. find myself just doing I'm like there's nothing in there. Where'd they go? <laughs> like I need a bigger bag, you know. Um but I, I but yeah, I haven't seen this commercial. <coughs> I'm Michael Sarah, and I'm pleased to announce that this is my cream. <laughs> Sarah Dion. You didn't know? Generosity. The truth has been hiding in plain sight. What, what the so. hell? I'm next week's podcast. <laughs> we dive into the problems plagued by people psychologically <laughs> by watching <laughs> the CeraVe commercials. <laughs> what the? Are you looking for a dolphin? I like that one. 
Yeah. 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 take you through like the, the ropes of kind of like you know as a pastor you're probably going to be baptizing people like putting them in the water raising them up you know depending on you know there's going to be very people like you have like little kids to like 400 pound people you know like they need to be know how to handle that well man okay so this the whole day like we're at a church you know waiting to get the baptismal right me and my good friend we're like cutting up the whole time like hey dude listen when i go in the water you rip my shirt open. And, and we just kept playing through like iterations of baptisms, you know, like yeah. in our head. Like as we're doing it. And bro, I, I, I could not keep my composure. Like and I'm like and I, I'm it's, it's my turn it's my turn to do the thing. And I'm like, you know, we're little old ladies, what the hell are you doing? I know. And like and like the, the prophet's like just like <laughs> I'm like, and you know what's so funny? And I get the back to class, we're like recapping, right? And I'm like, hey, how do you keep yourself from like, you know, losing it? Like, I did. You know, you know, the whole yeah. And he's like, you just don't. <laughs> and I was like, not helpful. <laughs> Let me write that down. Cool. You know, yeah. Let me put that in all caps. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I if you had that note card, you would just start losing it every time you saw it. Exactly. I'm not on it. I'm going all the way, you know? And it's like, oh, man. Um, but, man, we, I just could not. It was just it was bad. It was okay. Sorry. That's an aside. No, that's fine. All right. T-Mobile Home Internet Healing. Number eight. Oh, Sorry, party. <laughs> Wait on the cable internet guy. Come back. First, I had cable, but those cool words weren't me. I needed to find new Wi-Fi. Broadly switched to T-Mobile, moments with 5G. I want to know if this ending part, if he actually said that, because I'll be truly impressed. Yeah, that no. part. <laughs> <laughs> but is it him auto tune? I don't. I'd be impressed by that. We need to, okay. That's all. That's all I need. We just need to be impressed by this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, that's a very good looking Hawaiian dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how about like, Zach okay, Braff and the other guy? Not those guys. Sing, huh? But Jason, like, they've been around the block, you know, a few hundred times. But like, Jason Momoa, no, I'm like, he's like one of the few dudes that I see him out in public, you know, on TV and whatnot. I'm like, I think if we hung out together, 
Yeah, it'd be a cool dude. It would be normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, he drinks his Guinness and whatever. But, uh, see, man, I'm not normally hurt. Common. He's 44. How old are you? 42. How old are 41. How old are you? I can't speak that. He's like 10. <laughs> Chase that rabbit down later. Yep. High five. The wig is over. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. They're coming out with a wig. Yeah. There you go. Appreciate it. Uh huh. You can't get cheese at Popeye's, honey. You know that? Yeah, you can't get cheese on nothing. They don't have cheese. Interesting. I wanted my chicken sandwich with cheese one day. No cheese. What else have we done? We saw all the good ones. We saw like top five. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone look, uh, watch the Nickelodeon version of the oh, series? I've heard so wife, many bad things about I walked that. in and my wife was watching that. <laughs> she was like, this is even better version. <laughs> you heard bad things about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard you had to be like 10 years old to get anything out of it. <laughs> Which is probably not. <laughs> we couldn't find it, but it's like the so greatest bad. version ever. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. Plankton came and crop dusted the whole field. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, maybe it didn't suck. Okay, crop dusting. It's in. It's in. It's in. They introduced uh, uh, Kelsey as Taylor Swift's girlfriend. That was his name on the, on the yes. TV. <laughs> And they said he is good at football. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, hit this one here. I like this. Oh man, Christopher Walken. You got it? Yes. Thanks, Ryan. Mr. Real Deal. 100% electric. It's 
The real deal. Yeah. <laughs> of course, enjoy your coffee. Apple's hot. Your dog's so cute. Ooh, so adorable. Wow. Where's that hay going? Thanks, Clue. You know, you look nice. Hello, Mr. Walken. Does this table work for you? Yeah. Did someone say yeah? Don't you got somewhere to be? <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's only one Christopher Walken, and only one ultimate driving machine. The rest are just patience. Did y'all see how they did film? You it? gotta watch. You gotta watch the stupid couch potato one now. Got it. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you want to get a this bad year, picture of America? This watch this TV commercial. Couch. Okay, we're gonna watch this. Done. Country was raised on yeah. TV. It was. Oh, man. <laughs> it was it's for like me. Wally. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, man. Yeah, we got hoverboards. And... Yeah, I got. I got it. Okay, like man cave talk, real talk, like fatherhood talk, like conveying and incorporating like work ethic into our children. In my like, <laughs> not like ours. Like I'm talking about just mine. Yeah, is probably the single hardest thing to Agreed. to like help them like to try to get past that like get them to realize it yeah oh yeah like i've already i've already been where you're at yeah and yeah we'll just take the extra initiative we'll get so far ahead of everybody else and, and the joy of like literally putting your hand to the plow yeah and and like it, and it's also it doesn't it doesn't even it doesn't who cares about the return right yeah the work itself is rewarding mm -hmm. right like um doing something and, and i don't know man it's just it's probably the single hardest thing about parenting man um, um young bucks that are rolling up to get older and you're like hey man you gotta understand that like you know you're washing dishes and you really don't like it and when you have kids they don't give a crap like how bad a night of sleep you have <laughs> like they're their day was worse yeah they're hungry and you need to change some diapers and yeah. like so you gotta figure out like how to, you know, get through it, and, yeah, and in a way that's you know. Also, I think also uh, and this is another piece too. Is like the work ethic piece is important, but like the manner by which you approach life, like, mm -hmm. like you can be pissed off and just like do things like with such a negative attitude. Like that's not honest at all, dude. That's not that's not compelling at all, you know. So, anyways, do your kids play sports? 
No, man. so so our our situation is kind of unique, man. Um, my wife has has been battling chronic health issues for like the last decade, and so that for our four kids, man, with their ability to kind of participate in sports and do that stuff, like, man, our margins are small because I mean that's the whole reason I got into real estate was, you know, the the health costs for my wife were like starting to do this number, yeah, and my yeah. my earning potential was like kind of right here. Yeah. I was like, man, I need to do something where there is no earning ceiling and, you know, I can burn it down. And um, so that's why. So, like, yeah, so, so the short answer is like, no, they, they don't do very many sports. Yeah. Um, um, but, like, there are things that I'm, I'm having to try to think creatively of, like, how do I, you know, wrap them into as many ar- arduous things that I can wrap, yeah. wrap them into. I mean, from even some point of, like, you know, I picked up like an incredible amount of firewood. I had no idea that, you know, what is enough, you know? And so if you go to my backyard, you're like, hey, bro, like, it, looks like a, it looks like a great wall of China back here, you know, of, of firewood. And you're like, a Tuesday, I'm not sure. I think you're fine for this fire. You know? Yeah. Kind of thing. And, but like, you know, I, I chopped, they chopped, and we we're just stacking wood for hours, oh, yeah. you know? And, and I don't know. That, I'm, so I, I'm having to be creative. On like how yeah, I that, no, that's that's great stuff, and, that, and that's that's why I asked is is we've always had the uh, the fortune of you know my my son's played baseball since he was four years old, you yeah. know, and then went on to other sports and and things like that, and both both of them have always been in sports, so it makes it it makes it easier for us to have those conversations, you know, like Gage Gage races go karts, my youngest one. And he'll come back to the pits, have a bad race or whatever. Oh, this sucks. And, you know, the cart's crap and, you know, everything, everything sucks. Everybody was in my way and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, it makes it really easy to sit him down and be like, no, this is a situation you put yourself in. You yeah. put yourself in, in this situation that, that led to this situation. And it really, okay, you got to get past this mentally and then you're going to get to there. Yeah. You know, so I mean that's that's made it easy for us. But I mean, yeah, it's in today's age it's hard to teach kids those those lessons. Yeah, I mean in, in our world, Kai he goes to McCool Academy, you know, it's a magnet junior high here for steam and man, he he wanted to apply, he wanted to try and I remember like he's like in seventh grade there now and I think it was like in sixth grade, like he was talking like, yeah, I don't know, you know, just I'm falling behind all these different things. And, and I just looked at him in the car, you know, because he's the last kid to get dropped off. And I'm like, hey, Kai, I just want you to know you you wanted to do this. Like, yeah, not me, not your mom. You wanted to do this. So you got an option here. You can either pony up and do the work or you quit. You decide. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, you already know what I want you to do. Like, it's not, it's not going to be hard. Of course, my dad wants me not to quit, right? Yeah. But, like, I was like, but you, you need to freaking, like, choose. Like, are you going to just continue to complain and continue to talk about how hard it is? Or are you just going to figure out a way forward for you? And, and here's the thing is, like, the thing for my son needed to know is, like, I don't care if he makes an A. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care. Like, what I care about. Happens. Is like, did you pony up and do your best? You know, did you did you try? You know, yeah. we just got into this uh, last 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 grade semester. Last grade semester, Gage is in um, 
honors everything, you know, um, and it was math. All of a sudden, his mom called me, hey, you know, Gage is like two points away from failing math. I was like, in the world, how, how did that even, how did that even happen? You know, it caught me off guard because I was like, damn, school year started yesterday. What the hell? And, and she's like, well, she, she goes, I can still pull him out of there up until, you know, a certain, a certain time. I said, well, if he can't, if he can't handle it because he is not mentally capable of handling it get no problem let's drop him down let's take him out everything else i said do you need to talk to the teacher i said because if it's something that he's too lazy to do the work and he's not getting his homework turned in and he's not getting the assignments done and and things like that screw that he's yeah he needs to buck up and figure it out and and obviously you know if when when he comes to when he comes to the shop after after school he's going to be isolated in a room and he's only going to work on math until he figures it out and she's like oh all right she called the teacher and she's like yeah he's got like out of 10 assignments he's turned in two yeah yeah i was like okay well that makes sense then yep so i got him in the car and i was like hey what in the hell is going on (laughs) (laughs) and uh he's like oh i think i think they're in my locker That's not where they need to be. Yeah. Are they done? Yeah, they're done. I just haven't turned them in. Yeah, I was like, yeah. well, you kind of need that to get a grade, you know. And then you know, some of them weren't turned in and everything else. So once he got all his all his stuff caught up and the teacher figured out, you know, got it all turned in and everything else, he's at like an A minus. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I'm like, and we were thinking about taking this kid out of this out of this class for that. No. Yeah. Little shit needs some responsibility is what he needs. You know, he needs to remember his his stuff. You know, well, like man, there was a saying that you know, honestly, like if if my wife did not, you know, have her chronic health issues, man, like I wouldn't have come down to come to this kind of place. I just I, I've told so many people, man, and the, the church that I've been a part of, and and you know, relationships and friendships I've had. I'm like, man, you're just so shocked at what you can do when you have no choice. You know? Oh yeah. And you know, sometimes, man, like I mean, we all we all know people. Like, we all know our kids, right? We all know kind of, you know, pay attention to them and whatnot. But like sometimes, man, that time on attention, just to see how they respond, you know, is is, is so formative. You know, I don't know. What, did you have any experiences with that? Um, like, like school wise, I'm just just anything, man. Like, uh, I didn't. Well, like. Through the beginning parts of my life, I didn't have a choice to do sports or anything because my dad was military, so I was stuck for, ended up being 11 years about in North Carolina, um, just going to school and then going home, (laughs) and that was it because my mom was like, we're not going to go get into sports or anything because we can move tomorrow, which was true. And then we ended up being there for eleven years. And then after, <laughs> after, after like maybe the sixth or seventh year, uh, we lived on a golf course, and I finally got to go do get golf lessons like once a week. Yeah. And then, then we moved to Texas. My dad retired, and then it was all right. Cool. What do y'all want to do? I was like, well, I'm 
going into middle school. It's kind of too late to learn something and get on all these sports because Texas is crazy about every sport. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and also, too, growing up in Texas, man, like, I, I grew up in San Angelo uh, sports, like, for everything. On, on this side of things, I would, man, like, my kid, for, for Kai, like, I think sports teaches you a lot, a lot of valuable things, like football, right? I used to, yeah, I get hit so hard that I'm like, man, I'm in pain. But, like, the pain of, like, leaving the game was greater than staying in it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do whatever I can to stay in the game and, and, and fight through it all. But like on this side of things, I'm like, man, dude, what I'm hoping to do, like our, you know, our oldest son, he's like, like, hey, Jeremy, like you got free labor. I mean, he is a child, but like the thing is, like, <laughs> like you have him as an intern or whatnot, and just teach him like about motors, you know? Oh yeah, or, yeah. Teach him about like hook him up with an electrician, hook him up with all these trades guys, because like, dude, because like on this side of things, the things that were like recession proof. We're all freaking trades, man. Yeah. Like, you know. Either they're getting stuff done and remodeling their house. And yeah, dude. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so uh, that's off track, man. No, that's perfect. That's what we like to do and talk about. So I need to swap the memory card real quick. So we'll take Break. a break. Have a drink. <clears throat> man. Oh, I'm good now. <clears throat> we need cool. introduction music. That's, mm. that's. What we're gonna start this off with. Oh, uh, I got a couple songs I could play on guitar. Oh God! <laughs> I, so request, I, my I request my <laughs> Dude, I have started every day. We talked about this before. I was at this thing, and uh, anyways, so start every day smiling at yourself in the mirror. Okay. And so I've been practicing it most days, especially lately. It's been a little hectic, but I've also started listening to a song called "Good Day." Have y'all heard that? No. no. Oh, I'll send it to y'all. It yes, is please. awesome, dude. It's just a good little upbeat thing because I'm going to have a good day. Like, today's going to be awesome. Like, it's just very cool. So I'll send it to y'all. Um, I've been encouraging my kids, Anita, send it to the extended family. Like, maybe. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but let me try to shop. Yeah, I know, bro. It's like, I'm, ele- I'm elegant and graceful. <laughs> you are not. Well, and the first time I saw this was on TikTok, and it almost made me like I got a little teary-eyed emotional. Uh, at Forrest Frank, guys, you know, good day, and it's like up to the top twenty or something. Really? I was hoping to find a TikTok. Yeah, I think if you had like an Android device, it'd be a lot faster. So slow. <laughs> Hey, don't be don't be bagging on the uh, Apple. Yeah, that was a big discussion. He just recently switched. Yeah, dude, to the I just, oh, I really? Just, he went over to the. the so this guy says, "Sit here if you're having a bad day." And this girl's walking by. Oh, dude, I've seen these videos. Okay. Then he starts playing it. Really cool. Yeah. Girl, 
this is this is my uh, or this is your Jack Johnson to me. Yeah. You like Jackie? Johnson? I'm a Jack Johnson guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever you makes on ukuleles like beautiful. Uh huh. Yeah. So, anyways, check that out sometime. Oh, I'll send it to you. But like, yeah, start your day out positive. You're talking about that with your kids, like yeah. trying to get them in a good mood. Like, tell them to smile every morning in the mirror because you always just wake up and look pissed off, right? Yeah. You never always look at yourself in the mirror. But, um, you know. I need to start something out with Gage. Yeah. Gage is, yeah. Gage is the most pissed off kid ever. Yeah. <laughs> so mad. Yeah. He is mad at the world always. See, and what do they have to be pissed off about, man? Like they don't understand nothing. how good they have it right yeah, now. Nothing. Either. Bills are paid. You're getting fed. You got to go to school, bro. Like, (laughs) and and what's so funny, man, is, dude, I mean, like, I mean, people could probably look at that song like, oh, you're so out of touch with reality. Yeah. The reality is like, man, there's such, there's so much negativity around you, like, and at your fingertips. Like, I don't really, social media has like just really brought on, I don't think social media is like all negative. I think it can be used. It's really how it's used, right? But like the, the 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 ability to only see like negative things and the constant flow of that. Oh yeah. You know, it's just yeah. And like that song, man, like, yeah, is it light? Is it lighthearted? Yeah. Is it is it a good day? Yeah, dude. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. woke up today. Like yeah. what is there to be mad about or upset about? Like you woke up. And and truth be told, like, I need that too, man. Like yeah. I'm looking at my kids and I'm like, dude, like you people are like little turds, and I just want you to do what I ask you to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like daddy's like just a grumpy, like ass dude, and it's like no, I'm not. Well, yeah, I am. Yeah. And just leave me alone, man. It's a good day. Yeah. Yep. And um, just laugh a little bit more. You know? Yeah. Just thinking about all the things you can be grateful for. That you know, I had to send my daughter a text like that the other day. She was just her morning was crap, like. Dog was being a pain, threw up in the morning, and before she went to work, got to work, like, the person opening was late, so she's sitting there waiting, well, then she tried to go to the donut shop, it was Monday morning, was it Monday? It was right after the snow, and so then, well, the donut shop didn't open, so then she's like, I'll go to Sonic, they're not open yet either, so she just goes back to work, just texting mom, so, like, Shelby, like, just think of how good you do have, there's tons of people that would love to be in your spot. And be like waiting for the job that they don't have to open, you know, be able to walk. You're healthy, your dog is healthy, like be happy, you know. Right. So yeah. yeah. That can just change your whole mentality, <clears throat> change your whole world. Especially as you're sending spreadsheets to other people. Just like that video, that girl was not having a good day. She sat down and smiled and now that just changed her whole outlook. Yeah, and and, and truth be told, man, like you can be that agent of change, you know, where, mm-hmm. where you go, yep. um, you know, like it really doesn't take much. It can go from like just smiling at somebody to like, hey, like what you do with Simple your hair, yeah. you know, yeah. and just noticing people, yeah. you know, because I, I, honestly, I think at, at the end of the day, people are having a bad day or like having a, they just want to be seen. Yeah. 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 Some sort of appreciation. Well, and yeah. I started, I, I did this thing every, I, I'll do it every once in a while, I'll kind of scroll through my text messages and stuff like that. Um, how many positive text messages, how many positive text messages do you send every day? 
Yeah, not not a whole lot. Not like just sure. yeah, meaning right. meaningful. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this person some encouraging words, or yeah. I'm gonna send you know, um, it's yeah. not many with anybody. Right. Yeah, not enough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah not enough is the answer. Uh, yeah. I I get at least one to five a day from my mom. <laughs> really, <laughs> it's awesome. She sends me like the typical Facebook mom memes. Oh and yeah, they, I'm sure. Yeah. It's nice. I need to respond to them more, but yeah. they are really nice. I do look at them, mom. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, like every one of our family posts, she's like the Asian avatar from Facebook. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows, like in case, like on the video, is that a video happening? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So I have black hair. I have, you know, a big face. I'm not Hispanic. I'm actually half Korean. So my mom's a little Korean lady. And every time she responds to something on Facebook, it's always like a little Asian avatar with like terrible bangs. And I'm like, Ma, we gotta fix that. You know? Like we can't, we can't be doing that, Ma. You know? Um, so anyways, yeah, same like just like you, man. Man, my mom is like cheerleading like a boss. Dude, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's awesome. I haven't. Let me see what she is. Oh, here we go. To my oldest child, I'm sorry I created you before my life was put together. I'm sorry you've seen you've seen me broken, but thank you for growing up with me and showing me how to love unconditionally. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. Wow. Dang, bro. Come on, and you didn't respond. And you didn't res- Yeah. Hey. No, I did. Respond okay. to her. Respond hey, to her right, right now. <laughs> I was just saying. Oh, yeah. she will in a heartbeat. <laughs> Mom, I love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that. We get a lot. Of, we get more than that than we receive. Well, we were talking about that at lunch one day, especially friends. Yeah. Reciprocation of friends, yeah, of friendships, it doesn't happen. We don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, we could get into that. Oh, yeah. man. Well, man, Jason, uh, something yeah. that we talked about recently, you came in, you were a little annoyed one day, and it was something along the lines of, like, all self-help books are the same in the end. They're just some concepts in a different spin in some way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and self-help books are, are, are interesting, man. Um, if you're Okay, so the world I live in is safe. Okay. <laughs> what you do? Yeah, I can. Technical guy. Yeah. <laughs> that bass in that voice. We're about to get into some deep waters here. Like, <laughs> or we're not supposed to. Oh, no, we're supposed to. It's fun. Um, He's playing on one of the sides. I don't know. He's like pulling it out. Whatever. Yeah, um, See, he bumped it. screen. Let's go. So, man, so the world I live in is sales. And, like, underneath all sales kind of books and training is this assumption that you can somehow gamify it and and it'll automatically lead to increase. That you should do more volume than you did last year or the year before. The reality is, like, that's not true. You know? Yeah. So what do you do? 
What do you do when it doesn't work yourself out? So like the self-help books, like that it's all it's it's fascinating, like all these self-help books and like this manifest, all these stuff, it's like it makes your eyes turn inward, you know? And mm. and you're like having to evaluate your life based upon like you and like what you define as true and whatnot. But the thing is, it's like that leads you to a bankrupt place, you know? Um I fundamentally believe that we are created in such a way that we are gifted. We have gifts. We have certain capacities that you, all of us at this table have that, you know, you have that I don't have. You have that I don't mm-hmm. have, that you have that you don't have. All these different things. And the way we put it all together that when we work in, in a way that honors the one who made us, that we get fulfillment. So fulfillment doesn't come from self-help. It comes from like seeing that like, hey, I've been created by someone outside of me and I've been given certain gifts and I want to operate in those yeah. to the greatest good. You know? And the hard part is, so with self-help books, is what's really challenging about self-help books is that they only turn you inward. And mm-hmm. it only goes so yeah. far. You know what I mean? Because it really doesn't help you. It really doesn't. Um, because we don't need self-help. We don't need more self-esteem. We need to see ourselves rightly, you know, and then understand how we have been made and then walk in those things, you know? So, so the fascinating thing is I, I just, I just find that the self-help market is somewhat of a bankrupt thing, but what's hard is like, you see people that have done the focus on the self-help or like, and they have seen some sort of monetary success yeah. and people just like, oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and the, and the thing is, is like, man, cause man, my own experience and here's a, here's a hard part is that you don't want to relegate your own experiences to be like the, the defining marker of what is true and what is not true. Right. It's really difficult to do that, but it can't be. Um, I, in real estate have, Dude, I burned it down, man. Like, I, I sold 50 homes plus homes in my first year of real estate. All internet leads, in case you don't know what that even means, <laughs> internet leads are terrible Trash. to work with, okay? They don't give a F about you or anything, okay? Um, they don't care. They just don't care. And they're the most difficult to work with. And I, I closed over 50 of them in my first year of real estate. And I was just exhausted, dude. Just, just burn it to the bone. And, um, and the reality is like, you know, when you think about professionally speaking, like, man, you're like, Hey, like, man, we want to do more than that. I looked at that. I was like, I don't want to do more than that. I want to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I hardly saw my kid. Let's step it back and not, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's where I was like, and also too, man, like, but then the next year, here's what's so crazy is like, the, the amount of output was still the same. I never made less money in my life. I mean, like, dude, like, never made less money in my life. Okay, so his first year, I was a real estate agent on a team. Second year, by, you know, my, the guys who started the team brought us into ownership of the team without any capital in, which is really rare. You yeah, know, unheard of. Unheard of, right? And he did that. So what happened my second year is like all of my transactions, I never got paid for them. 
I got paid at the end after everybody else got paid. Oh, okay. wow. Because I owed them. I mean, dude, that's like four to six months where I didn't make any, like, I did not get a paycheck. Okay. So, here's what's happening. It's like, same amount of output, same amount of effort, same amount of desire, you know, but it didn't come. What happened? Am I a failure? Yeah. Did I do something wrong? Right. And the reality is, like, all the self-help books are probably like, yeah, you just got to believe better. I'm like, dude, but that puts you in a hamster wheel that you cannot maintain. Yeah. You know, you're going you're gonna to die. Yeah. You know, you're going to get drunk and burnt out. So anyways, so I, I think, it, like, so uh, honestly, dude, I probably have, like, an allergic reaction to, like, anything self-help. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I just want to <laughs> I want to obliterate that from the face of the freaking planet because yeah. like we hear this all the time in real estate. It's like, dude, we got this. This like, it's next all upside. Up, next week, it's all upside, yeah. you know. And I, I just want to be honest with like all real. I'm like, dude, we. I don't know. Like, is it worth it? Yeah, I think so. You know, is it worth it for me? Like, is it worth it for you to be, uh, you know, you own your own business here? I mean, we're recording this podcast in your own space, you know, is it worth it? I wonder some days. <laughs> Damn, like, that's, that's the honesty, yeah. you know, that's the, yeah. like, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it to leverage, like, all that you, like, freaking to jump off into to the realm of entrepreneurship and build something from scratch and be like, hell, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to work itself out, but I want to try, you yeah. know, and, and I find myself, like, you know, these people are like, man, like, when they believe to the point of entitled to this particular future, I'm like, you're not entitled to anything. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anybody that thinks they're entitled to anything is is a plague. But they're not wrong. Yeah. And typically, yep. those yeah. people it's... that believe they're entitled, they're usually the most negative. Yeah. And it's always yeah. somebody else's fault. And here's the thing, bro. I was that dude for a long time. Yeah, and in the worst ways, and um, I just found that, man, it's just not. Um, the reality is, is like, and and this is where you kind of recalibrate. I was like, why you're doing what you're doing? Is it really about the return? Because if it is, dude, yeah, you're gonna be in this. You're never gonna be satisfied. But if it's a way of like to to really kind of think about your gifting. And how you have been put together, your wirings and all the idiosyncrasies that you have, and to bring them to bear on the raw materials of this world to produce a product and produce a service that actually benefits people. Well, dude, regardless of who buys it or not, I think you can. I think you can be somewhat of a happy person, yeah. you know, or a yeah. joyful person, or a rested person, or a peaceful person. Right. So, yeah. I think it's super deep. Sorry about that. No, no that's no, what no. we're here for, man. That's what we like to get into. I mean, I think you're right. If you can end the day knowing that you did your best and basically focus on taking care of others, like it will come back and take care of you. Yeah. You know, focus on the outside and just doing what's right. You know. Yeah, man. I tell my clients all this all the time. I'm like, hey, man, my my role as a real estate agent is a is a I'm supposed to do I owe you fiduciary duties. I'm not signing any kind of documents for the purpose of the house you are. Yeah. So yeah. like my whole goal is to make sure that you know 
from like from beginning to end where you're at, what's going on, and that you are equipped with the tools and the knowledge to make the most sound decision for you and your family or whoever's involved in said purchase. Because at the end of the day, like you're signing and I'm not. Yeah, I want to rest my head and go right. to sleep and know that I I took care of my like I took care of my business, I took care of you. Yeah. Little off topic question. You ever read you ever read kind of a self one of those self help books or anything that you thought was like custom tailored to you type type thing and then all of a sudden you get into it and you're like, Oh man, I'm not that guy. Yeah, dude, um man, let me think here. Um I'm trying to think of the one that I started and got into, and it was very, very popular. Which one's that one? I can't remember. It had the F word in it. That was Subtle Art of Not Giving a Yes, dude. Yes. I, read I, started, I started I reading that. that. I was like, this, yeah. is, this is horrible. What? I was like, this is horrible. It like, talks about, like, I mean, in a sense, it's talking to everybody who doesn't get what they want, and everybody does this. And, but at the same time, I, I thoroughly believe you go out and do the work and, and do what you need to do, you'll be blessed and taken care of. And this thing, that book was like, the I didn't get that far enough into it. Sometimes you just aren't good enough. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah. And not everybody's gonna be awesome, you know. Like well the the, the premise of that book of even the title. Like I'm yeah. like if someone said like said that to me, I'm like, You're you're a liar and you haven't lived long enough, you know, to realize that you're lying to yourself, you know. Which is if you're lying to yourself, that's like the worst kind of deception. You know, right. like, hey bro, you need to calm down. You actually yeah. do care about what people say. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what you say, I'm like, well that's the other side of coin. You know, I mean, like it's it's the same coin, but it's on the other side. Um, man, I I don't like I'm really kind of careful about like what I read, like per se. You know, um, there's a lot like um, there's a lot of people I read like Read and Grow Rich by Napoleon. Someone I don't read that, you know, because um, I mean, I mean there probably be some good things in there for some from certain vantage points but I think from a headspace from like a, like putting it all together just, there's a lot of dudes that are poor and yeah. have thought about getting rich or like have the right thought paths and patterns and they just never get there can't put it together yeah so and, and my and Jeremy like the, the point for me is like what do you tell them when they die yeah. oh your, your life was worthless yeah you know, oh, you just didn't amount to much. I'm like, no, man. Like, and that's a that's a hard part. Like, the th- the question I've been wrestling with is like, so here for me, professionally speaking, is like, man, I want to get to a point where I'm like, as a real estate agent, I'm doing like fifty to hundred real estate residential deals. I get, I'm working towards getting twenty thousand dollars passive income through investment properties, right? And like, just so you know, like, I'm not just a real estate agent right now. Now, like, do I? Totally believe in the vehicle of real estate. I totally believe in it. Okay. But the question I wrestle with is like, on the one hand, what if it all comes true? Like, what if it all happens? Yeah. Yeah. Your thumbs up. But on the other hand, it's like, what if it doesn't? And 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 you know, I'm like looking at my death pillow, and I'm like, the the end is coming. And when I look back at my life and see it as a failure, when I have a wife and I have four kids. And they have families, and and I've been able to be a part of their life, right? The reality is, like, 
I think the I think the the, the goal of the ambition of you know building a, a, a business that I can hand off to my kids, real estate investing, and all that stuff is really good. And also on the other hand, like risking and taking risky uh, ventures on is really good too. But um, that's like the reality is like the gold in my life is like with the, the wife I have and the kids I have and raising them up and pouring into them and whatnot. So that's, that's just me on, on this side of the table. But there's, um, there's a, like a lot of people that kind of fall into like the self-help is like, Hey, you can turn like whatever you believe yourself to be that you can be that. Well, yeah. you know, my kids come home with that and I've told Kai this and people are probably, probably going to get upset about this, but like, I tell them, I'm like, you cannot be whatever you want. You can't. That is like the biggest lie that we have been fed for years. Like whatever you put your mind to, you can be like garbage, dude. Garbage. Okay. Because <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, some situations, like if you, like depending, like if you have a child at a wedlock at an early age, your circumstances have changed and you got to do something different, right? <laughs> and you got to make it happen. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And you got your whole everything changes, but like that because you're taking care of business to to provide doesn't mean that you're a failure, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, so like, so like for our kids, I'm like at home, I'm like, man, you can't really, you can't really be whoever you want to be. You can't be whatever. Everybody's gonna be depressed. You're not. It was like I think I saw point zero zero two percent of kids are gonna be professional athletes. And, you know. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, like about being the president, I mean like that's a pretty cool gig. But like let's just let's just break it down. All right, you got literally four years mm-hmm. to run a country. Are you really gonna do that much? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 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 seriously speaking, like you know what I mean? Like unless you start a war. Unless you start a war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then even if you got eight years in, in the grand scheme of all the things that could be addressed. In our in our nation, yeah, in your sixty, seven year, eight year old life, you're gonna for eight well, years, you know. But like, we've but we've seen some presidents screw it up pretty damn bad in four years. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, really, really explicitly, you know. And um, <laughs> um, so the challenge it's just it's just really challenging when you have self help books that say like you can be whoever you want. Yeah, like, you dream it, yep. you believe it, you can be it, and I'm like. That's just not a square with human experience. And so then it leaves people disappointed. It does. Constantly. And, like, and here's the thing is like I think disappointment is a normal thing. Yeah. For humans. Well, we need it. We do. We but have. we don't wanna we don't wanna sit with it. No. Yeah. You know? And we don't wanna think it's okay. Like it's like, hey man, it's it's actually good to be disappointed with something. It's actually normal. You yeah. Know? Right. But anyone who's disappointed He's like, why are you disappointed? Oh, man, you could just change your mindset. And I'm like, no, dude. It's actually okay to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, we need disappointment. It's it's what we do with the disappointment that, that counts. Yeah, and that goes right. that goes all into what into what your what your mindset is, you know. It's you see a lot of people get disappointed, get depressed, get strung out, down on themselves, this and that, and and it just spirals downhill and and then you see you see people that learn from it and it's you know it's uh it's those people that seem to bounce back and and do good things you know it's i think i i mean 
in in my especially in my in my profession um man i fuck shit up all the time <laughs> it's I'll, I'll make things i mean i've spent hours and hours oh yeah oh yeah i'll admit <laughs> Gonna make it short out of that shit right there. <laughs> yeah, mark it. Yeah, one hour, 34 minutes. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I've, I've spent days making something before and just literally thrown it in the trash. Yeah. Like, this did not work. It's, it's not going to work. Start over square one. You know, and I mean, it's it's all in what you what you take from that. Okay, I, I I screwed that up, but I you know I learned a different technique of welding through that. I you know I I really like how I welded that one part, so I'm gonna go back and do that. Or I you know I I cut something at a different angle and it worked out good for me or or whatever that that time. So I mean, it's it's what you can take from your disappointments and in the end of it. And I mean, if you can't take anything, but that grief and depression and everything else, it's, that's what's going to become of you. Yeah, man. You know, in my opinion. No, I think that's, that's helpful. I, I think in our, in our own world right now, it's like, I mean, people just don't have a category for failure and like what that, all that, uh, what that really means. Like, so you, you fabricated an item. In, in a piece to help bring a project to a close, and like that, that fabrication just didn't work. And you're like, what? Like so a lot of people, are like that's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. The reality is like, no, it wasn't. It was an iteration in in view of a, like a thousand iterations, maybe. Hopefully not, right? Because that's a, that's pretty tiny and costly. But if it is a thousand iterations, it's okay because it's a part of the process to get to the final product and. To something that actually works. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, dude, I just think, um, and also, too, I, I just think we are so conditioned to just try to get some rapid growth or some sort of like immediate return. And, and the truth be told, man, a lot, a lot of our things in our life, like, like there's a guy named um, uh, Cal Newport. Have you ever heard of him? I haven't. Zane sounds familiar. So Cal Newport, he is a computer science guy, professor, and he wrote a number of books called, the one's called Deep Work, and another one's like, Be So Good They Can't Ignore You, and another one's like, Digital Minimalism. But Be So Good They Can't Ignore You is, um, in that book, he takes to task the passion um, hypothesis, right? So like a lot of places, like people are like, hey, what what should you do with your life? They're like, hey, what are you passionate about? And he takes that question, he takes that, and he obliterates it. <laughs> and he, he, he basically interviews all these people that are like the expert in their field. And every single one of them, they started in their field, not because they're passionate about it, but because they can do the job. Mm-hmm. Right? They yeah. started the job, and they discovered their passion. they're actually good at it. Yeah. And they grow in proficiency. And then they get so good at their job that they can't be ignored. So Cal Newport, like, and this is what's so challenging is like in our in our like you know we all have kids and whatnot is um, the truth be told is like man like there's so much pressure on 
pick, uh, I'm, I'm picking out your one profession. Like, what is, what are you yeah. going to major in? Right. And you're like, I was an MIS major, bro. Like, that's what my degree is. So yeah, MIS, yeah. right? I took one disc profile, okay, <laughs> and like the guy. Okay, so when I first started selling real estate, it's a guy named Shane Griffin. He started this team that had mm-hmm. all brokerage in Kansas City. He had to do a disc profile. I do my disc profile, and he looks at mine and starts laughing at me. Okay, just laugh, not laughing at, just laughing at me a little cool. Yeah, laughing out loud, like for other like, results. Yeah, he's like, dude, how did you do tech support? <laughs> yeah, how is that even possible? Right. Yeah, and and he's like, dude, your disc profile says like you should be dealing with people, mm-hmm. like, not with computers. You don't think that way. And, and he was exactly right. And, uh, but that's the whole, the whole thing of like, you pick one, pick one, pick one. Like, man, I didn't know what I was good at. And sadly, like, I'm like almost turned 40. Like, I didn't know until like, I was probably 30, 35. until I was like, man, I'm actually like, this is my, this is my way. We're and, forced in life right from the get go at a really young age to pick what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, which also raises the question of like, what are we doing in education, right? Like, well, are they, yes. are they turning yes. out like people that are just like, hey, you're just going to be an employee for the rest of your life, which, dude, like, you know, like you, like, own the shop and you doing a mortgage. I'm like, dude, like, to me, I'm like, man, to bet on, like, entrepreneurship, dude, that seems like a pretty, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just seeing entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. Life, you know? right. Oh, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's uh, mm. I think I think we don't. Well, and honest, honestly, it seems it seems like lately we don't raise people enough to be employees or to start start that that life experience to figure out what you're good at at an early age. You know, I mean, we're we're in that era now of. Of you know, oh, I don't want my kid to have a job at fourteen years old. Why would I want them want them to go to work? I want them to focus on sports and school yeah, and important. everything else. Uh, no, I got a job at sixteen. That's close enough, man. We'll round down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're in that era that you know, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to focus on that. I want them to focus on you know their schoolwork and and this and that and the other thing. Kids need life experiences as early as you can possibly get it to figure out what the hell they want to do. Yeah, dude. You know, I, I'm and you can't force your kid to do this and that and everything else. You know, I mean, I've I've seen that with with my youngest son being in baseball. You know, it was he is extremely good at baseball. Yeah. Kid at nine years old had a 55 mile an hour fastball. Nine years old. You know, I mean, it was. I don't get to walk out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he's accurate, and he throws strikes. Yeah, but I mean, he was incredible at baseball. One day he said, I don't want to play baseball anymore. And it was, you know, I mean, everybody, all the people that we played played with and everything else, they're like, man, you're nuts letting your kid go out of baseball. Yeah. You're yeah. crazy. Just, you know, what's it going to take to get him to keep him in it and this and that? I was like, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. We're gonna go do something else. He wants to go race go karts. We're gonna go race go karts. Yeah. People are like, oh man, well, it's another experience. Another notch in the belt. 
you know, and I mean, it may not end there. He might, you know, by the time he's 15, 16 years old, he might go, oh, man, I want to, you know, I want to play computers. I want to do, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to be a game. I want to be a gamer for the rest of my life or whatever, whatever the case may be, you know. And I mean, you have to, it's up to us as parents, I think, to give our kids those experiences to, to advance them to, to focus on what they're, what they're good at. Word. Word. Time for time for a new card. Already? That was another that... 34 minutes. They only last 34 minutes? I yeah, thought they well, last those two three. Oh, He's got the clap. Now. I just got <laughs> I'm recording. Are you recording? Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> Out. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Got a question. Let's go. What did you want to be when you were 10? Oh, Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at 10 years old, I was a 155-pound heavyweight and, uh, <laughs> in fifth grade, right? Ten years, oh yeah, I was like yeah, about that. So I think what I wanted to do was like one of two things. I was like military pilot, yeah. fly some jets, yes. or be a doctor. Okay. 20 years old. Okay, man. Here I am. <laughs> um... See where we're going with this. Yeah, so at 20 years old, I was a junior in college, and I was, okay, me personally, all I cared about was doing ministry at that particular time, so like, I was, I was in a degree program that I didn't care about, you know, altogether, but I made good grades. But you had a, you had, you wanted to be. Yeah, I wanted to be in. You wanted to be a preacher. Yeah. And, um. You know, and I you know, prayed and asked the Lord to like take me to a Bible college or whatever, but it never happened. So I finished out at Angelo State University at 20. 30. 30, I was preparation to, um, I wanted to be a church planner. I knew that's what I wanted to do deep down my bones, um, which also led to kind of like a re under, like just trying to understand calling a little bit more, like what you're gifted about, you know, because there's a lot of people that kind of treat calling or gifting as like one thing. And um, man, my experience just wasn't that. So it was a church plan. So from 20 to 30, what changed? From 20 to 30, man, what like changed what? was um, what happened was like at 20, I was, I wanted to go into ministry but I thought it was going to be like, you know, like a youth pastor, college pastor. Um, mm-hmm. I can see that. And then as I got older and, and when I left San Angelo, Texas, and I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and I started seminary. And what seminary is, I don't know if people understand that. It's not like, you know, you got to take a, you know, vow of celibacy like priests and whatnot in the Catholic Church. You know, that's one of the main reasons that I'm not Catholic. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, teaching public Yeah, but um, four kids. Yeah, I, was, I wish I had. I wish I had more people. And, uh, so um, I think what happened was over those years is like the vision, the desire for being in, in pastoral and vocational ministry. Vocational meaning like that's my job. I got earn that. Um was kind of like youth pastor, uh, college pastor. And then as I grew, 
And as I also kind of attended different churches while I was in seminary, my division kind of just unpacked. And so I shifted from like being a youth pastor, um, college pastor, to be like, man, what I want to be is just a, a shepherd, an elder in a church. And, and I wanted to plant um, and start a new one. Um, there's, at that particular time, there's kind of like there's two pathways, like revitalization of churches. So like you take a somewhat of a, a declining church and you kind of, you know, over like 10, 15 years, shepherd it and it's got to really get healthy or yeah i mean we a lot of times we think about health in, in regards to numerical and like numbers to how many members we have um, but health can just reflect a lot of different things not just numbers um so it was like hey go into like a church and do revitalization as a work or you know go into an area where there's unchurched and there's like just a need for a new one and plan for one that's and that's where, you know, in my early 30s, I was here in Lubbock in Redeemer Church here in Lubbock, helped me figure that out. Okay. Come to the conclusion on that. And you were learning the whole the whole way of what your purpose yeah, in life was yeah. as, as you went along. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, the, and the key part of that was external people, right? Because um, what I would differentiate, like what we talked about, like self-help, is like it drives you inward, right? And so like there's a lot of people that, hey, I'm a really good preacher. My grandmother said I'm really great. And they get up and preach and you're like, God, that is terrible. Like your grandmother's not honest with you. She loves you dearly. But there's a little bit of not honesty yeah. in this all. Yeah. I paid his mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, dog. I love you, bro. I love you. Your mom's um, gonna unfriend me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that Aaron Karen? Stop. stop hanging around with him. Yeah. <laughs> Send him a DM. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. And then it, it was like all along the way, like the, the, the key component was kind of like this external factor of like, I think there's a, there's a lot of people that are like, hey, man, no one can tell you that you can't do what you want to do. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get that. I get that. But also, too, like, you are not the most objective person in your whole freaking life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, I think along the ways, I've had people be like, you know, just kind of like what Aaron just said, like, I can see that. I can see that. You know? And it's just like, like, hey, I want to, I want to, you know, do, like, I want to do a career in politics. And people are like, hmm. And if, like, everybody's like, hmm, that should give me pause to be like, yeah. all right. Maybe it's not a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what, that's that's the thing that kind of was kind of like a common denominator from like twenty to thirty. Now forty, where do you want to be? What do you want to do, man? When you um, grow up, who do you want to be? Yeah, dude. Um, it, it's so funny because I was talking telling people like, hey, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And, yeah. And Same. I'm thirty nine, and um, there, there's a part that's like foolish about that, honestly, because it assumes that we have time. Mm -hmm. um so i think what i want to do at 39 40 at at this particular moment in is as as a real estate agent in lubbock texas 
I simply want to provide the best service that my clients can ever experience. And leave it on, I kind of say in the sense of like, leave it on the field. Yeah. And um, what that looks like is, man, what I've, what I've discovered is like, you know, what I, where I jam out in is I love teaching people. I love like learning as much as I can. And I love giving that information to others. And I love the light bulb coming on. And if I can do that with as many people as possible in the whole real estate transaction, because it's shocking to me how many people don't know anything about the real estate transaction. They're mm-hmm. literally just relying on their agent to tell them what to do. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. I know nothing. You know nothing? Absolutely nothing. And, and I've, I've moved around all my life. Yeah. Never bought a house. I've never owned a house once. I mean, I've always been afraid to own a house because shit. What do I do with it when I gotta move? So, so you, you know, you are like the perfect client for me because, like, what I love to do is make sure that you know where you're at in the whole process. Yeah. So that because, and and that's the light bulb coming on. And it looks and what that conveys at in, in my world is like you being comfortable in yeah. making your own decisions. You know, so that you know the ins and outs. You know all these different things and. And there's some people that are like, hey, um, man, people want to be led, man. And what that equates to is like being told what to do. And I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel interested. Just to educate them enough for them to make their own decisions. Yeah, I want to equip and then release. You know? Yeah. And, and it's a, that's the same approach I, I, I try to take with my kids. And like, I want to equip them and just release and then equip and release and equip and release. So at 40, what I want to do is. Man, um, I want to know that what I'm doing, I can that what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, I can do it with a clear conscience. Yeah. And in real estate, in sales, it can be challenging sometimes. You There's know? a lot of sketchy people in our industry. There are, man. And um, they're just in it for the money. They're in it for the money. They're in it for a, a myriad of different things. And I, I totally know that what I'm committing myself to is probably going to cost me sales, and I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the integrity and the conscience and, and the peace that I want to have in my home and my life and whatnot is why I'm in it for the yeah. that. So, See, that, that's how I've <laughs> gone about my business. Like, if I say something or do something or you know, I know I'm I'm comfortable with my conscience and how I perform and how I act. And if it's not like somebody didn't agree with the way I did it or didn't bend the rules a little bit or something, that's somebody I don't really care to work with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I, that, there's a story like this roofer came over to my house and he was telling me about this one story about this appraiser that came out and he couldn't <laughs> find damage and and he like literally like looked at him, put his finger up to his mouth, and like give a you know shh and sign. And put a dent in the, the gutter, you know? And I was like, dude, like, if that would happen to me, I'm like, like, the first of all, I'm like, dude, I cannot, like, you find a different roofer. Like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And I cannot believe you just did that in front of me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you are, you know what I mean? But, and, and that's a hard, that's the thing is like, man, like, and so like in Kansas City, right, when I first started real estate, I cared about 
and also also challenges like with every one of my transactions i care about people right like it's funny like the, the harder that the harder <coughs> the buyers are like the more like crappy they are like they don't have good credit the, the the deck is stacked against them the more tenacious i get i'm like dude we can do this let's go i'm like we're gonna freaking like you're not giving up i'm not giving up <laughs> yeah we love the dogs to freaking yeah. ones too oh yeah. yeah dude and so um in kansas city man like i could have you know there's like one deal when it went really bad like you know like and it was a miscommunication or whatnot but the market was so large, you know? You just didn't really run into people. Here in Lubbock, dude, it's, it's a different monster, bro. I'm like, uh, United, I'm like, hey, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing, yeah, you know? And and I just much rather, you know, um, I mean, even up there in Kansas City, that, that out of the hundreds of deals I have, I have one that sticks out in my mind where it's like one of those things where like, Nothing I did would actually make it beneficial, helpful. It was like, it's going to work out bad. Yeah. And there's only one client I've ever had like that. And she was a client. I'm like, man, dude, you know, when we're done, you know, we're, I think it'd be good just not to be, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> we all have those people, man, regardless of, you know, car industry, you know, oh, God. or whatever. <laughs> even in, like, yeah, okay, please just take your car and whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but at 40, man, um, I'm finding that as I'm getting older, um, what I want to do is I want to, I want to build a sound business. I want to deliver exceptional service and I want to be able to sleep well Yeah. and be present with my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Does that answer your question? It does. So we're going to go all the way back. Let's go. <laughs> all, all the way back to, to these the kids in school today. Okay. What guidance did you have? Obviously, obviously you went from being a fighter pilot to <laughs> going, going, going into the seminary school. So, <laughs> yeah, dude. you know, so what, what interchange did you have back, back then, you know, you being 39 years old to get, to get you into that seminary school where, you know, where did you, where along the lines did you choose I want to do that. I don't want to be a fighter pilot anymore. Yeah, man. I think um, so. The fighter pilot was probably like early, like late elementary, and it was probably like in high school where things shifted. I was like, you know what, I want to do is like I just want to help as many people as possible. So um, I went into like undergrad with in for pre med, and um, I think my advisor was not that good um, <laughs> because. He like signed me up for anatomy and physiology like right out the gate at Angel State University and then I didn't have my books of course I didn't buy them all the time. So I show up in notebooks dude on my first day, first week of class, I'm like I ladies like literally like here's a slide and just just like tap me through it. And I'm I'm like and I literally just close up my notebook and I'm like, this ain't working. <laughs> I think so like Let's try again tomorrow. Yeah, so then at that time at that time, at that time, we so I was pre med, and then I was like, okay, my I had a, my best friend was like management it was business administration with MIS focus, and I was like, tech, dude, <clears throat> I, I just want to manage people, 
I didn't care about the tech, like, I yeah. you know, all the idios, like, all the things, you know, yeah. um, so I just wanted to be managed people, so I, I got MIS degrees in the hopes I would be, like, an account manager, or kind of be a, in the same, like, liaison between yeah. company and product, or whatever, sure. and I graduate, and, um, you know, put my application out there, and realize that, man, MIS degree means uh, tech support. And, uh, <laughs> and I did tech support. And here's the thing, dude. So tech support, uh, it was the worst job I could ever have. Restart your computer. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm telling you. So like, um, and here's why it's a worst job for me. Is like everything up until that point, anything I touched, I was good at just naturally. Like I could just step into it, learn it, and roll. Tech support to to be proficient in it and also be good at it. You know, proficiency, being able to do the job, and then being able to perform. I think those are two different things. Um, one is just like status quo, like proficiency. Um, yeah. The other one is like, can you actually grow this and be better? Um, it was actually with CTSI. It was so mm-hmm. funny, man. My my supervisor was Bobby, Bobby Coop. <laughs> and year one, dude, he comes in. I sit down for my year review, and he's like, "Dude, we're not gonna give you a raise." <laughs> he's like, "Dude, I don't, what do we need you to do?" Oh, and man, dude, gut punch. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was salty, man. I was like, you know what? Excuse me. You're a gut punch. Like, I have two kids, you know. Yeah, I'm making thirty six thousand dollars a year. Like, you need to give me something. And and I had a choice to make, man. Like. And I think uniquely that's in that particular time of my life, it was like the, the, the lesson to learn was, hey, you really hate this, mm-hmm. but you need to figure it out. And I think that's that's the one thing that I would pass on to any any young buck. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at you like right across the table and like, just because you're doing something that you absolutely hate doesn't mean it's worthless. Yeah. Uh, there's a skill to, <clears throat> there's a, actually a beautiful skill to be gained by knowing that you can do something that you absolutely hate and you can do it at a level that is actually proficient and maybe even like performing yeah yeah and i think that's worth it um so so i think i i'm so thankful for that time in tech support because um no yeah so um i learned that man it's the worst job ever i can ever have in my life but i I did it yeah yeah you learned from it, you moved on, you learned, you took something from it and went forward with it. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. We uh, kind of talked about that last time, in the yeah. second episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, we uh, like to wrap it up with a dad joke. So, uh, do you have anything off the top of your head? Dude. So, I, I uh, this is a fantastic joke, okay? So for people watching, never goes well. <laughs> so for people watching, um, you know, like I said before, I am not Hispanic. I'm I'm actually half Korean, so I put the uh, the Asian family. So you're um, about to tell an Asian joke. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's two jokes. Okay, you can you can finish this up if you have one. Okay, yeah, I do. Confucius says, "He who stands on toilet." Is high on pot. <laughs> All right, number two. Confucius also says, 
Baseball is long. Men with four bars can't walk. I that worked well. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on and giving us a little bit more. I've enjoyed conversations with you outside of here and especially tonight. So, thank you. Absolutely. It was great meeting you. Yeah. Definitely have more to expand on now. I thank you guys for giving me down. You know, this is my first podcast, man. Awesome. And um, just it's fantastic. Thank you. killed us. So, yeah. That's fun. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, cool, man. Sure. Thanks uh, for everybody listening and watching, and we'll see you on the next one.